Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today in the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Dan McClelland. Dan bowled collegiately at Saginaw Valley State University. He was a three-time Collegiate Player of the Year and two-time Intercollegiate Team Championship winner with the Saginaw Valley State team. Dan is also with Team Canada. Dan, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. All right, Dan. Well, let's begin uh, first off with your trip that you just came back from over in Hong Kong. You finished second, got earned a silver medal, so congratulations on that. But let's talk about that tournament and just, I guess, even Team Canada in general, how you guys feel you did over there and how you feel the team competed against everyone. Uh, so, yeah, it was, um, you know, actually we made, made some history. It was the best event uh, Canada has ever had at a Worlds. Um, event. Uh, we came away with one gold, one silver, and four bronze. And uh, subsequently, I was also, um, I made Canadian history by being the most decorated out of worlds with um, one silver and four bronze. So it was uh, quite, a, quite a two week trip uh, for myself and uh, our teammates. Uh, you know, we're all on pretty high highs right now and uh, just riding that wave. That's cool. So what do you, uh, congratulations, and then what do you kind of attribute uh, all that success that you had over there, too? I do know that the length conditions were pretty demanding, and the scoring was looked like it was it was fairly low. Yeah, it was. Um, they, um, you know, Kego picked the pattern uh, where, you know, they, and, and they know over – over the years, bowlers have just figured out how to play the patterns better, figured out um, ball layouts, services, um, you know, adjustments with their hands, ball speed, whatever it may be. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was quite difficult. Uh, it was the 38-foot LA pattern. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, I found that you had to had to have uh, pretty straight angles through the front part of the lane to start, and then um, you know eventually once once enough oil was pushed down, um, with you know guys trying to use urethane and you know shooting spares, um, you were able to move in and and really you know really hook it, and um, that's where you know a lot of scores came from was you know later. Um, you know, after that practice session and into the first game, going into the second, that uh, the scores start to really come um, if, if the lanes were played played well. So, Dan, you bowled collegiately at Saginaw Valley State University. Um, how was that? How were your experiences bowling on uh, in college able to help you, and how have they helped you even out on the PBA tour? Uh, so, you know, bowling college, and I always tell uh, our junior bowlers that are looking to further themselves, you know, you need to go to college um, because you learn so many different skills, um, you know, whether it be, um, you know, the long days, you know, learning to to stay stay energy-wise, uh, you know, just working your legs out because it's a long day. And then not to mention uh, get in front of the ball return and loft the ball. 
Um, you know, it, it really, it really did help, um, you know, the guys that, that did well in, um, in Hong Kong, you know, most of them knew how to get in front of the ball return, you know, whether it be four or three step. And a lot of that did come from uh, college because every tournament, it seemed uh, when we were bowling for uh, Saginaw Valley, it, it went that deep. And that's what you had to do to stay, stay in front of the moves, uh, stay ahead of the pattern and uh, get good scores. Now I've, I've seen um, and experienced it and, and been around a lot of times when, you know, a lot of the top players are forced to move in, you know, deep inside and get in front of the ball return. But not everybody has uh, the ability or success uh, to do that or hasn't figured out how to do that. What kind of advice do you have for the, the people who have seen other people try it but then just can't get their timing right or they just can't get it to where they can create any, you know, significant amount of ball speed or something like that? So um, one thing that I like to practice if I haven't done it in a while is uh, just your your normal one-step, two-step, three-step, four-step, five-step drills. Uh, you don't have to go in front of a ball return, um, especially with three-step. If you want to just practice that timing and that sequence of when you should be pushing away the ball and when to take that first of three steps, you know, you can do it without being in front of the ball return. That's why, you know, um, being able to go to a bowling center and, and practice uh, that type of technique, um, you know, that will benefit a bowler later on. It might not benefit him, you know, the next week if he has to go out and try it, but if it continues to, you know, practice the four or the three step and, and he becomes comfortable with switching back and forth um, to those, you know, it just makes it, uh, that player more versatile and more deadly to uh, be able to catch if, uh, you know, they're running away with it. So, Dan, it was back in 2015 when you teamed with Francois Lavoie and you guys won the gold medal in the doubles event for the Pan Am Games. Do you feel, though, sometimes that you guys are maybe flying a little bit under the radar when it comes to things and our neighbors to the north at Team Canada there when it comes to these world events and where you guys are on the world stage with everyone else competing? Uh, you know, my my mindset's always, you know, go out, do my best, and, you know, if I'm if I'm running on all cylinders, I'm going to be there at the end of the day. But, um, you know, a lot of it does have to attribute to going to college in the States. Uh, always competing with those better bowlers just makes yourself uh, that much better. Um, you know, Francois Lavoie, you know, Mitch Hoopé, um, Zach Wilkins, uh, and myself, we all went to uh, college in the, in the U.S. And, you know, it's it shows because, you know, we're able to um, compete at a high level. And I think that's just a stepping stone, you know, going to bowl on the PBA um, and then, you know, eventually bowling for your country. It's uh, you, you just see a lot of the younger guys that were in college that are able to get their card now going out onto the PBA and, and they're starting to see quick success because of it so you know with um college bowling is i think you know that that mainstream uh bowling that everybody needs to get involved in and you know i push it anytime i can with uh uh junior bowlers here in canada it's just gonna just gonna make them better Hey, one of the things we like to talk about, uh, Dan, on, the, on this show, on this podcast in particular, not just the physical game and stuff, we also like to talk a little bit 
about the mental game. And one of the things it says in your bio here is that part of your uh, routine, uh, game day routine, is getting a certain song stuck in your head. So what? tell us a little bit about that. Does that relate to the mental game and your approach and strategy with that? Yeah, you know, it's um, something something that I've learned to do over the course of uh, five, six years. Um, and, it, and it goes back to my uh, one of my good friends, Tyrone Rose. He, uh, he was our mm-hmm. coach for Team Canada uh, for, for quite a while. And, you know, we attribute a lot of our success to um, from Team Canada to Ty because he just pushed the mental game and pushed the envelope on everything. And, you know, one day uh, we were talking and, you know, we were just, you know, how do we get that mind state, that subconscious mind into a, a continuous rhythm without thinking consciously um, about making, you know, repeating shots and and throwing you know nine out of ten really good or even ten out of ten um and it's just having the same type of repetition every time you go up so your your subconscious mind is already knowing oh this is what this feels like okay i'm doing this movement again you know and and i add in a song because it's it's almost a calming effect Uh, you know Mm -hmm. I get I get really amped up and my heart rate gets going, you know, for any type of turn. If I'm bowling a little sweeper, you know, I get excited and mm-hmm. you know, I just I've learned over the time that helps me control control the heart rate and you know, with you know, taking deep breaths at certain times when I'm up on the approach and before I'm ready to go. It it all is connected into uh, you know, my pre shot routine. Um which, you know, I, I have to thank Ty because I never really had one until, you know, we started talking and moving um, this Team Canada movement um, forward. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, Tyrell and, and what we did. So, Dan, another a common thread that we hear when we'll talk to a coach uh, from one of the big colleges down here stateside is he'll say he likes it when his kids are able the the kids that he's recruiting can bowl on more challenging conditions i wanted to just uh, get your opinion on that and and are is that something you guys you're able to work with your high school players on up there is the more challenging lane conditions so that when they attend a college or university there there isn't that culture shock of of the patterns being really tricky no it's and that's um i've i've talked about this before how you know the you know the Cameron Doyles have those you know advantages of being able to bowl on um, what what we see out on tour or what we see at an international event, and um, you know to just you know ask ask Chris Barnes or Tommy Jones when they were growing up what how would they be uh, skill wise if they were able to practice. And you know, bowl say a, a high school tournament on a sport pattern, and I, I just I, I really see the difference uh, with kids nowadays coming up because they can bowl on that stuff that they're a lot tougher to beat. They have a lot more confidence than than what I had when I was sixteen, eighteen, or or twenty years old. And um, you know, it, it just I, I credit any setter that puts out uh, patterns for their high school bowlers and, you know, you're just helping them out in, you know, for their future. So. 
And final question I've got, and we're kind of going back to Saginaw here, you know, there's a lot of people go to school uh, and have a hard time kind of figuring out what area of study they want to go into. And you got a bachelor's degree in sociology. How did you pick and why did you pick sociology? And what, uh, what kind of recommendations do you have for people? Because there are a lot of kids that go to school and they're like, I know I want to go to school, but I don't know what I want to go to school for yet. How, do you, how did you figure that out and uh, what kind of advice do you have for them? So uh, I was I was one of those uh, kids going into my first year. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, my my first decision in in line or path uh, um, that you would say was um, a secondary um, educator, and um, so it was a six year program. And you know after after my first year is just like. Well, if I wanted to try the tour and and see how I was going to do, six years of schooling is is going to really, you know, hinder that. So um, I was, you know, just going through the gen eds, our general education classes, and I really find if if a teacher or a subject can really catch my attention and I'm interested in the entire class, uh, you know, the hour and ten minute class, then um, you know, that's something that I could, I could get into because I'm interested in it. I, and I'm not going to be bored, uh, the entire class. So after, uh, taking a, a few sociology and psychology classes, I was very interested in it. And, uh, I just decided to go toward that path and, uh, I changed my major the, um, second year and, and yeah. All right. So and- basically... Basically, what I'm saying is, you know, go go through your ge- general education classes, and if you're finding things that interest you and you can <laughs> keep your attention with, um, you know, those are things that you're is going to come easier to you in life as well. So, um, I would go toward that direction. All right, Dan, and you were a three-time Collegiate Player of the Year and two-time intercollegiate team champion what were some uh, those have to be two of your probably high, higher memories winning that team championship but what what else sticks out to you during your collegiate bowling career as uh, whether it was maybe a, a couple trips you had or a trip you had and just the the camaraderie with the fellas and and everything but is there any moments that maybe stick out to you um it's not a specific uh moment but you know growing up as a as a a young teenager going into your twenties, you know, that's, that's the best times of your life. And the best, best things that I, I remember were the, the bus rides or the van rides to tournaments, you know, you're, I, I've developed such close relationships with, um, most of the guys that I've bowled with in college. I still talk with, uh, today. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a godfather to, to two of them. Uh, of their kids, and you know, it was it was all because we bonded um, when we were going to tournaments, and whether it be playing cards or uh, you know just going out, having dinner, and just talking, you know, it was it was great memories uh, going to tournaments, uh, you know, on the weekends with with the guys in college, and uh, I'll always remember those. All right, well, thanks so much, Dan, for joining us. That was uh, really appreciate your time and. And congrats again on just an outstanding performance uh, by yourself and really by the entire team uh, there in Hong Kong. Uh, Way to go. And we look forward to 
touching base with you again sometime down the road. Excellent. Well, thank you for having me tonight. I appreciate it.